Welcome back to the Member Back Ventures Venture Sprout Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Mollis, Vice President of Member Back Ventures. MBV is a venture experience for Visient members to leverage for their digital strategy execution to de-risk investments and procurement decisions. Today, I'd like to welcome my new co-host, Heather Ramirez. Heather is a leader on our Member Back Ventures team. Heather, it is so good to have you on the podcast with me today. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, very excited, and I'm excited about the conversation we're going to have today. Today, we're joined by two leaders who are championing a new way to deliver care and minimize healthcare disparities. Soy Chen is with us, and she is the chief data scientist for Javion. Javion is a solution company that enables AI, prescriptive analytics, and social determinants of health tools. And Blake Margraff, who's the CEO of CareSignal, which is a remote patient monitoring technology company that offers real-time population-level risk stratification. Thank you both for being with us today. Happy to be here. Thanks for the chance to join. Wonderful. Well, Soy and Blake, let's start with an intro of both of your companies. Soy, give our listeners an introduction to the overview of Javion first, and then Blake will come to you to tell the CareSignal story. All right, great. So we're a healthcare AI company, and we are in the business of improving patient care. We started over a decade ago, and we were recently acquired by Lightbeam Health and are now part of something bigger. When we first started, the purpose we had was improving patient lives by equipping healthcare providers with AI-informed insights. Since then, we have extended our scope to address issues such as health inequity with our social determinants of health products. Fantastic. And Blake, do you mind telling us a little bit about CareSignal? My pleasure. CareSignal, which is proudly a Lightbeam Health Solutions company, offers deviceless remote patient monitoring. And in simple terms, what that means is we've designed a simple, accessible solution that captures patient-reported outcomes at much higher scale and lower cost than other RPM offerings in the market today. And that really positions us very nicely for both the rising risk and the value-based populations that still require that long-term engagement and oversight for optimal outcomes. Fantastic. And both of you mentioned that you are a light beam company. So talk about that a little bit. I know you guys were recently acquired. Can you give our audience and our listener base some insights into reasons behind that and maybe just a little brief snippet on light beam? Sure. I'm glad to take the ball there. And Soy, please fill in any areas that I miss. Lightbeam Health Solutions is a population health analytics and enablement company actually founded by the folks that founded and grew NextGen, one of the earliest electronic medical record offerings in the market. And Lightbeam pulls in data from all sorts of disparate sources, electronic medical records, health information exchanges, post-adjudicated claims, ADT feeds, and more. And then doesn't just align those data, but extracts the most actionable insights from them by creating cohorts of patients. And that really just scrapes the surface. Lightbeam goes so much further with care management modules, with the ability to create a specific referral network and many other capabilities. And I think where CareSignal and Javion complement the Lightbeam offering so nicely is essentially both creating upstream and downstream value that allows us, exactly as Soy said, to positively impact the lives of the patients that we serve indirectly through our different payer and provider relationships across the market. 
Yeah, and we're very excited to join Lightbeam because we, being an AI company, we function off of having large data sets and access to data resources. So being able to be hooked into this large platform with all of the data being consolidated, integrated, we're able to have now a larger set of resources in the types of products that we can create and produce to help expand our product offerings. That's fantastic. It's a classic, maybe even better, one plus one equals four value proposition. So that's wonderful, Soy. Appreciate you sharing that, both of you. Can both of you talk a little bit more about now that the company has come together, you have unique capabilities, right, that each of you deliver in the marketplace. Talk about some of the use cases or key use cases for both of your solutions now that it's being combined into integrated capabilities for the market. Sure. I can start with a little bit about Javion's product offerings. So our solution is a predictive AI insights to an individual patient's care and outcome. So we not only give predictions on the risk outcome for an individual, we extend that to offer risk factors and recommendations that drive the outcome of the patient. So we're interested in empowering physicians and care providers with the knowledge and insight into what exactly is putting the patient at risk of a certain outcome so that they're able to action on the most efficient and impactful solution that will change the outcome. And that's very different from classic or traditional prediction tools that just give you a risk alert because we're interested in being able to change the outcome and not just have an alert be made for physicians and care managers. Fantastic. Blake, I'm pausing here to give you a chance to talk about some of the use cases for CareSignal. Absolutely. Thanks. So as a deviceless remote monitoring offering, some of the use cases are exactly what you would expect. We're able to support long-term monitoring and engagement of really challenging, potentially expensive chronic conditions like COPD, congestive heart failure, of course, poorly controlled diabetes, hypertension. But by virtue of the deviceless approach, we can also move into conditions and the associated symptomatology that goes far beyond traditional RPM. We can track patient-reported outcomes for individuals diagnosed with depression or anxiety or substance use disorder. We can move into areas like maternal health. In fact, we have a robust both maternal health and social determinants of health offering suite of programs with different modules. That dovetails really nicely with what Soy was describing. What's so humbling about the Javion technology that Soy and her team have created is it's so important to give our provider partners, meaning our healthcare provider partners, a window into what's often just a completely opaque black box. And then Javion goes even one step further than that. In addition to giving a window, Javion says exactly what can be done to impact the outcome at the end of the day, looking into the future. And as you can imagine, that predictive plus prescriptive insight plus best in industry global analytics and a massive data set plus deviceless RPM that can be used to bend the cost curve in very targeted ways that align with a given organization's strategy and their path to value-based care. It's an exciting combination. It certainly gives us a lot of work to do. It certainly is a powerful combination when I think about the impact that you all are having real-time on clinical decision-making, right, and the outcomes that you're able to impact as it relates to patients. So I think it's a phenomenal combination. I can certainly see how you're connecting the dots with the two technologies and capabilities to really drive more value both to the provider, but ultimately the patient. You're making a big difference with the patient. 
And on that note, speaking of patients, both of you have mentioned that you're able to leverage multiple data sources, Blake, to your point, that are predictive and prescriptive to drive actionable insights that touch multiple patient populations. So go a little bit deeper if you guys can. Help us understand with the breadth and depth of your analytics and intelligence, how does this truly impact patient engagement, the patient's experience, and then ultimately what specific patient health reported outcomes are you enhancing? Blake, would you like to start? Sure. I'll tackle just a small segment of that. I'd say we are focused on driving success for value-based populations. When soy touches on doing what's best to serve the patient, and when I mention reducing avoidable utilization, it's all coming from the same place, which is how can we work with populations under value-based or risk-based arrangements to do what's best. Some examples there would be for a Medicare Advantage population or an MSSPACO population with a high incidence of CHF for COPD patients. The problem with serving that population is that paradoxically, most things for most patients are just fine. Most COPD patients are stable or not in the emergency department or being evaluated for admission or observation on a given day. The problem, though, is figuring out which one or two or maybe 3% of that rising risk population needs help. And the answer to kind of cut to the chase is honestly as simple as asking about very specific, usually qualitative symptomatology for a specific patient with a specific condition. So to make that concrete, asking a COPD patient about their breathing, whether it's been better or worse compared to the previous day and whether there's more sputum production. Asking a CHF patient whether they've experienced more nocturnal dyspnea or pedal edema than usual. And of course, fourth grade reading level, Mrs. Smith, have your legs felt puffier than usual? And of course, that then feeds right back to the existing care management or care coordination capability. We're not reinventing the wheel. Now, a less obvious but really important benefit of that whole process is a care coordination team that's already in place can scale to anywhere to eight to 15-fold more patients, not just by reaching out to the right patient at the right time, but by centralizing that almost x-ray vision across a population with a hub and then spinning off the right patient depending on his or her reported outcomes to the right resource, be that a nurse practitioner, a licensed social worker, a certified diabetes educator, or in very rare cases, referring that individual to an emergency department nearby or to a PCP visit. Soya, I'd toss to you to talk about the technology that makes that possible, not just reactively, but proactively. Sure. Yeah. Just like you said, the insight that we have into the patient really makes their care a lot more straightforward for the providers that are administering that care because they now do not need to run that assessment step to access the information about that individual because we are equipping our insights to come from all of that built-in data to talk about what access is available to that individual. If it's food scarcity, the specialty providers in their area, the types of resources that they have access to and support. So all of that will come equipped and ready to display as information to the providers that are looking to action on that individual. And the data sources that we draw from are from the U.S. Census, from the National Provider Index, from the EPA, USDA, housing, crime, and CDC. So we have a lot of these open source government provided data sources that are refreshed and aggregated by our processes to create these data sets that can then be used to not just drive prediction to an individual's outcome, but also equip care providers with insight into what is available to that individual. 
I mean, you guys are really going after the toughest patient populations, those that are highest risk, rising risk. You're not just providing insights from a clinical standpoint, but also from a socioeconomic and behavioral standpoint, which is what we need. We need insights into that whole person care. And you guys are really able to do that in a really comprehensive way that really is optimizing care closer to patients' home. So this is very exciting. Yeah, well said, Heather. And just to flip to the other side of the equation, as we've talked about the patients and the impact on the clinical populations, there's also a value prop for the providers as well. And so I would like for you guys to talk a little bit about that in terms of what are providers seeing as it relates to some of the operational and financial impacts as they engage with your solutions and deploy those in their organizations. I have an example that we have from some of our case studies with our clients and customers. We have seen both efficiency and efficacy increase in time spent with the patient. So a lot of our gains for our customers come in the care providers being able to apply their time and resources more efficiently so that they can spend time where it's needed and have a lot of the previous legwork done in assessing the patient's access and assessing the patient's resources to be spent instead providing care that has impact. In one of our case studies with UHN, we have seen prep call times reduced from 45 minutes to 15 minutes and a reduction in their avoidable emissions by as great as 80% just from their use of the Javion Insights. That's fantastic. That's it for part one of our interview. Join us next time for part two. Thank you again, Soy and Blake, for stopping by today. We encourage all of you to continue to tune in to the Member Back Ventures Venture Sprout podcast. And to learn more about MBV, check out our description notes in today's podcast episode. I'm your host, Crystal Mullis, and we'll catch you next time. <music>